0: Hello and welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for August 7th, 2007. From Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined each week by the Diz Orlando team, including Bob Varley, Julie Martin, Corey Martin, also being referred to now as Cooley on our boards, (laughs) Kevin Close, and John Magi. This week we're going to tell you about the top news stories on the Diz, including Disney's recent announcement about an increase in ticket prices. In our Send Bob to the Park segment, Bob Varley will tell us about the backstage safari tour he took recently at the Animal Kingdom, Corey and Julie Martin are back from their two-week-long cruise on the Mediterranean, and they're going to have an update for us on their trip. And we're going to discuss many of the new changes to the 2008 packages, Disney's dining plan, and some updates on this year's Food and Wine Festival. All that plus Roundtable Rapid Fire and listener emails on this week's edition of the Diz Unplug Roundtable. So uh, getting started with some housekeeping. First, welcome back, Mr. and Mrs. Martin.
1: Glad to be back. Thank you. Or Jory. Jory and Jory. Jory or
0: Cooley. No. We don't we like either. Them.
2: We hate both of those. Oh, I'm <laughs> sorry. It's a little too close to an ex-boyfriend's name. How how Cooley. Did, how oh, no. that yeah.
0: I hate it even worse now. Corey, you had a boyfriend. Well, You know how you know, like we, like when Ben Affleck and Jennifer uh, yeah, Rana they always was Bennifer combine and then the names. then There's Brangelina. Brangelina.
2: I think Jory's better than Cooley.
3: Yeah, I don't like either yeah. of them either.
2: Thanks, Bob. We're, we're Jevin. <laughs> no, we actually not. like con. Don't.
3: Oh, you may have started something, John.
2: Oh, and we have Weeter, Walt- no,
3: Walter, and I are just <laughs> Walter or, <laughs> or Peter, They're just interchangeable pretty much. So, Biana. I don't know how. Biana. Biana. <laughs> like a- I'm, I'm sorry, it's Bianer. or Dob. Diana or Dob. Dob. What the heck is that all about?
0: Oh, well, welcome back, guys. We're going to talk uh, to Corey and Julie a little bit later on in the show. Going to give us some uh, some information on their uh, on their trip. So. Glad to have you back, and I apologize for the delay in getting the show up today. We decided to uh, wait a little bit so that Corey and Julie could join us again uh, this week. We were originally going to do the show without them two weeks in a row, and just didn't feel right. So we we are here. here. <laughs> wait a day, wait a day, and have those two. I think it's a pretty good, uh, pretty good trade off. So. We missed our, you.
4: Our powers are diminished when everyone's not here.
2: <laughs> By the powers of grace they so were like the Justice League. <laughs>
0: So, uh, also, I want to make sure uh, and, and beg for votes, again, especially with the uh, podcast awards going on right now. Um, we have another four days. Yep, August Four days 11th. left. August 11th is the last day you can vote. We're really encouraging everyone to please uh, get out there and vote for our show.
3: Get your friends to vote, too.
0: Go to podcastawards.com. Scroll on down to the bottom under the travel category that is unplugged. If you give us your vote, we'd appreciate it. And like I said, you can vote every day between now and the 11th. So, please get out there and and give us a uh, give us a vote. And I do want to say a special thanks to uh, somebody that does not get a lot of attention because she's not on the mic with us every week, uh, Regina Henricks, our uh, our content editor on the Diz. I just wanted to make a, a point of. Just thanking her for especially these last couple of weeks with yeah. Corey not being here she did an amazing amazing job keeping the site updated it's saving grace and uh you know she's she's the, one of the you know she's she's the seventh member of the roundtable and unfortunately you know because she lives in New York and we're all down here it doesn't really can can work out that, 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 that often and <laughs> have her here. We need to get a little Regina Bobblehead. <laughs> yeah, just Bobblehead. Pop no, we'll get, head every once in a while, we'll just get we'll just get like a cardboard cutout picture of her. It <laughs> would be hilarious. Know, and sit it next. Sit it. You know, sit here on the. Or podcast. just a
5: up doll. <laughs> no, I like the cardboard cutout, and we'll cut out the lips, and we'll put our lips through it and talk
0: we'll like talk Regina. Like <laughs> Regina. <laughs>
3: Uh, we but don't Regina You should know
0: better than to like Give me any ideas like that <laughs> really? Because you know I'll be on the phone with somebody Can you do this
3: Somebody, yeah. will, somebody will be making Bobble dolls for all of us <laughs> Yeah Regina had a busy week yeah. week's- Well
0: I mean Regina You know for those who Aren't familiar with Regina Henricks Like I said She's our content editor on the Diz Takes care of making sure The news is updated That you know When it, there are any kind of changes Anywhere Having to do with anything She's the one who's on top of it She gets it up on the site um, she does the updates, not just for our Disney World content and our Disney Cruise Line content, but our Disneyland content as well. So she's really, um, she's really such a, a, an important member of the team. We love her to death.
3: She's the bald woman walking around Hooters, yeah. New York, this week. <laughs> yeah, trying to get all the information, making sure it was correct. And I mean, so much went by us this yeah, past week. It, yeah, it especially
0: was... on weeks like this. Yeah, this was a. a, a Busy information week oh, with all these so changes. So. Unbelievable. Week. So just wanted to uh, give a shout-out to uh, our, our dear friend Ridge. Regina. That's what so. I call her. <laughs> Great job, it's Regina. Actually, Regina. Mama Regina. <laughs> <laughs> all right. With that, we're going to move on and get started with the news. On number three story this week, uh, after weeks of trying to reach a compromise with a local developer, Disney has walked away from the negotiating table and is now demanding that the Anaheim City Council vote to approve a referendum that would require residents to vote on whether or not to allow a low-income housing project to be built in the Anaheim area. Disney is staunchly opposed to the development and has aggressively campaigned to block it. On the other side, some residents, local businesses, and the developer who wants to build the housing units have put up a good fight, but Disney seems unwilling to yield its position. The Anaheim City Council has twice refused to rule on Disney's request for a ballot initiative to determine the fate of the project, instead asking both Disney and the developer to sit and reach a mutual agreement. The council is expected now to take the issue up again in the next few weeks. Uh, I, they just make themselves look worse and worse and worse mm-hmm. with each one of these news stories.
3: Yeah, but it could could it be the developers just being? N- you know, too- here's,
0: here's the thing: Disney Disney does not want this land developed because that's the the, the area they wanted for a third theme park. Mm-hmm. That's why, and but here, you know, you have a scenario where you have these these cast members. In particular, you have these cast members that do not make a lot of money. Does, do you guys have any idea what it costs to live in Orange County? The price of a house in Orange County in 1997, the average price, was $185,000. Hmm. This year, it's 645000 Wow. Okay? The cost of living is exorbitant. Low-cost housing in this area, if for no other reason then it would provide reasonable close housing – safe housing close to uh, the parks for Disney cast members. Why is that so absolutely maddening to Disney? Why is it that Disney is fighting this this vehemently? And making them, I mean, this this park must be, I mean, they don't have a lot, I mean, granted, they don't have a lot of land out there to right. build on, but I think this one is just making them look like...
4: Well, but also look, people who live in low-income housing won't be uh, guests at Disneyland. People who live in low-income housing aren't going to be able to afford a one-day Well, Disney's saying
0: Disney saying that based on um, I, I guess it was an agreement or a, a, a ruling some time ago that this land is actually tourist land and should not cannot be developed for uh, for for residential, residential purposes. So I mean, Disney is now saying that they are going to file a lawsuit to block it. That they're going—I mean, they're not going to back down. Huh. They've got their teeth into this, and I think that, shy of a court ruling, I think that's where this is going to go. This is going to end up in court. It'll be years if they—if the developer is a ever able to break ground on this project. I think it's going to be years before it happens.
3: Maybe that's what Disney wants.
0: Maybe, maybe. But I'll tell you, they are—you know—they. You got to ask yourself, how far are we willing to go? You know, we're, they're there in Anaheim. They have to. You know, it's not like Orlando, where they can call all the shots. You know, they're not. It's not the same in Anaheim for Disney, and well, they have a lot of other partners. They have a lot of other businesses they have to work with, and you've got the residents of Anaheim that are slowly but surely the tide is turning against them, and you've got to be careful. They've got to be careful.
4: Well, also Disney has the money to, to wait this out. Hopefully, they're, they're, I'm sure they're hoping that the developer will eventually just back away from it.
0: Obviously, they don't care that they're getting a black eye from this. They want I don't the park. think they, they passed they, that. So it's um, tourist land. <laughs> you know, I, well, I'm sad. Maybe <laughs> that's, that's like, the name of the park,
4: um, like a Native American burial ground or something. <laughs> you know, I
0: have, I have, as I've mentioned before, you know, I, I know, I know some people that work out in Disneyland, and I have great respect for the work they do out there, especially at Disneyland, but. This is really tarnishing their image with me. This is really tarnishing their image. And Isn't
5: that the line from that song? This land is tourist land. This land <laughs> is my land. <laughs> oh,
1: that's not how it goes. So, nice try, John. Can't we all just get it all? And
0: the other problem is, and what, this is one of the things that Disney is, uh, is keeps pointing out, that now there are two other developers that are trying to get projects going. Hmm. And Disney is saying, you see, because the, you know, if, if this developer gets to build this land, now we're going to have a precedent. And everybody's going to want to build, and we're going to have problems, and da 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 So,
5: What Disney needs to do is come up with a solution that makes everybody happy. Find a place where they can... Well, Disney purchase. has to learn
0: Disney has to learn the concept of negotiation. It's, a negotiation is not me telling you what I want and you doing it. That's not a negotiation. And that's what Disney's doing. They're saying, this is the way we think it ought to be, and we're not going to discuss anything else. Anything that does not give us what we want, we're not going to agree to that's not a negotiation and that's how disney negotiates and you know it's a shame it's a well, shame but
3: well, they they spent a couple of weeks talking with the developer and you know we don't know what they talked about or well what apparently agreements. it wasn't
0: anything it wasn't anything uh, uh, you know that led yeah. to a resolution so right all right our number two story this week according to the los angeles times disney will be purchasing the online children's community club penguin.com for a reported $700 million. The website, geared towards 6- to 14-year-olds, reportedly has 700,000 paid subscribers and more than 12 million registered visitors. This is part of a larger campaign that Disney has been undertaking recently to improve their online presence. Earlier this year, Disney revamped their Disney.com website to include more functionality aimed at the tween market. And another acquisition that Disney is eyeing up is a possible $2 billion purchase of the An- Yankee Entertainment and Sports Network. Hmm. Um, so...
3: I think Disney has found a way to get to the tweens. Well, you know, $700, $700
0: million for a, know, but a website. You know, why doesn't somebody buy mine for $700 million? <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd part with it for a lot less. $50 and a bus ticket out of town, it's yours. Yeah, <laughs> you <know>?
3: right. <laughs> so, uh, but I'd, they,
5: I'd never heard of this website, but I, I'd... Uh, was following it in the business news and apparently from a business standpoint they're saying this is a horrible purchase for disney is it really that there's nowhere there's nothing on the horizon where they're going to recoup this revenue from this business model that club penguin has Hmm. that's all i know i don't know anything but apparently it's very popular a couple of our agents said oh yeah my kids love club penguin so
0: yeah it's well i mean disney is you know disney has done a magnificent job especially in the last few years with targeting that that tween market. I mean, you know, got something like high school musical, which, you know, they never thought was going to be anything and turns yeah. into this massive hit for them. And, you know, kind of renewing their street credibility, I guess you could say, with with that market. And we'll see. I mean, Disney historically, their online strategy from the beginning has been odd, I would say. Um I think there's a lot of things that Disney should be doing online that they're not. And some things they are doing online, they shouldn't. Whether Club Penguin is going to be a good acquisition.
4: What, one of the things is that it's a very lucrative market. While they're not
5: consumers themselves, they drive a large
4: part they of drive, the consumer market.
2: They drive right. their parents to buy. That's it. And that's probably
5: yeah. where the tie-in is going to be. Now let's put Disney shopping online and let's put all these you know, right. this, uh, merchandising on the site.
2: Well, I know when Taylor was here, she spent hours at night playing games on Disney.com because they have a lot of interactive things, and they're all shows that she watches and knows. So, you know, she had fun.
3: They just did a, a Toontown, virtual Toontown uh, event last Saturday at uh, Magic Kingdom, and uh, that seems to be popular. So that happened last Saturday at Disney World. They had done it previously at Disneyland and had great success with it. So, Well,
0: I mean, they have... You know, one of the um, one of the articles I read about this acquisition of Club Penguin was that it was Disney leveraging their balance sheet to uh, get in, get into a an area that they don't have the expertise—the social networking uh, aspect. And let me tell you something about social networking websites. I think I'm uniquely qualified to speak on that particular issue. These are really tough to run. These are not easily run websites. I will say this though. That when you're dealing with a market, believe it or not, of six to fourteen year olds, the number of problems that you're going to encounter from the from the kids themselves are very, very small. Yeah. Uh, I've said this so many times that, you know, the problems that we have on our Teen Disney board over the course I think that's that that's that board's been there for at least six years, if not longer. The number of problems I've had on that board where we've really had to get involved, I can count on one hand with fingers left over. Whereas, you know, on some of our other boards, I'm not going to mention anything. I've got adults, full-grown adults with children who can't can't coexist in a thread together. Mm-hmm. And the adults act more like children than the kids do. Mm. So I think from a management perspective, from a, from a community management perspective, it's a good decision because that's probably the least volatile market. But then you have issues of Online predators, a big issue mm. that, you know, MySpace and Facebook and a number of these other websites have been taken, not only a beating in the press over, but in some cases a beating in court over. And Disney is, you know, that, that's something Disney is very, uh, has always been very sensitive about, any possible, any potential legal liability. Um, they're very, very, very cautious. They have to be. They've got a huge target on their back.
4: Not only that, but there are these new studies that show that the more time people spend online – the less time they actually interact with other people. They become more and more isolated.
0: No, I know.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but
4: that, <laughs> yours is my choice. <laughs>
3: One of the things they are leaving in place are the people that were running that website. They, they, they're not changing the Right, well,
0: well, the deal is is that they're going to pay $350 million in cash, and, then, and they're leaving the management team intact, the owners intact, and if they meet their financial goals over the next few years is another 350 million yeah. ready for so them.
3: So that's that's a nice Keep
1: bonus.
0: Yeah. And this is a big website too. This is actually um it's Alexa ranking. It's uh, like the I think it's number 1600 which means there are only 1600 websites that have more more page views. Yeah. Um, I think
3: it's a good I think it's a good uh pick for them.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll see. We're going to see what happens. So. But uh helping to fund all of those lovely acquisitions. Disney announced last Friday that it would be raising the price of a one-day park ticket to $71, an increase of 6%, and this follows two ticket increases that occurred last year. Increases on the multi-day Magic Your Way tickets are slightly less depending on the number of days you purchase. For example, a four-day base ticket increases by $10 to $212, and a seven-day t- base ticket jumps from 210 to 219 In addition, Disney has also announced that it will no longer be selling uh, advanced tickets at a discount. They will only be selling tickets at the gate. Now, you know, what's funny is I, I went and looked, listened to last year's show. August 8th of last year was the show that we discussed the yep. last year's uh, price price increase. And, you know, I, I'm guessing now this is Disney's strategy that every, you know, the beginning of August is when we're going to see them. And, you know, last year their 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 reasoning was to meet the needs of the travel industry was the was the exact quote in the release that we saw. Well, they said the same well, thing this well, year. Well, no, they've clarified it this year. Oh, okay. They clarified it that it was to make sure that the um, travel suppliers had this information in time to get into their brochures so that when the wave hits like, uh, in January, the big booking wave, when everybody starts booking their vacations, you know, all their collateral is up to date. And so that's that's the reasoning for doing it in August. In, that, irrespective of yeah. when they do it, and this discussion comes up every time there's a ticket increase and we see it on the boards and people get upset. But the bottom line is, the the question comes down to this, at what price do you stop buying a Disney ticket? At what point does this ticket become too expensive for you? And I would really love to see some emails actually mm-hmm. come we- in on this particular topic. At what point is this too expensive? We're now at $71. It is feasible based on the history of the last several years and the amount they've raised the tickets and the frequency with the, the raise, raising of the tickets, we are looking at the potential within the next five years of a one day, one park ticket costing $100.
4: This conversation used to happen with a pack of cigarettes. At what point will it get you to quit? Tickets were cigarettes were 50 cents. That went, and now they're $4 a pack in some places. Some places they're $6 a pack. Yeah, I remember so, saying
0: when they go over a dollar, I'm quitting.
4: Right. So it, that, that, that conversation is it happens a lot of times with a lot of products. And I think what's going to happen is I, I myself understand that people are upset. And I guess the only way I can justify it is if I break it down and compare it to other entertainment. You figure you're getting, if you go on the right day, you can get 12 hours worth of entertainment. We went to a movie the other day that was $9 a piece. It was an hour and 45 minutes. So if you sort of multiply that out, it's similar to the cost of going to a movie. If you break it down by an hourly price of the entertainment value you're going to get. So in that way, Disney still seems like a good value. It's just hard for a family to shell out this much money Mm -hmm. to get into the park for a day.
0: I guess my my issue is that Ticket prices, for lack of a better phrase, do not exist in a vacuum. These are part of a larger expense, that it's not just the ticket prices that go up every year. It's the cost of the hotel that goes up every year. It's the cost of the souvenirs. It's the cost of a a meal.
1: It's the cost of all of it. You know, My issue with the ticket uh, change, not only did they increase the ticket price, but they took away the advance savings if somebody wants to purchase their tickets 2 months before they arrive and, they can save a little bit of money they they did away with it. you know at what point are they just shooting themselves in the foot but as, as long as
0: we keep buying these and i'm not saying we shouldn't you know people should boycott disney or anything like that but as long as we keep buying these tickets they're going to keep raising the prices because at this point they know they're going to raise ticket prices There's going to be a few weeks of people how can they do this it's then too it's expensive a to norm and yeah. then it's back to the norm until the next time it happens yeah. So until it actually hits them on the bottom line, until they actually see people say, okay, you know what? I'm out. I can't afford this anymore. Well, I'm, I'm real interested to hear. I'm real interested to hear from our listeners what, what they think about the ticket price increase and how much is too much for you. At what point is this going to be too expensive? I think we asked that question last year as well. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. And, uh,
5: I'd be also interested <laughs> to know what will you give up? If you're still going to go to Disney if you're, for your regular trip, you're still going to buy the same passes, you're still going to stay in the same resort what else are you going to give up this year is there another vacation you know some people might get two vacations a year well that second vacation might be now you know staying at home
0: yeah we'll do a, we'll do a, we'll do a segment on the show next week with uh, responses to that agree, to yeah. that question just to hear what some of, some of you guys are saying and you can send emails to podcast at www.info.com. and as with any email if we read your uh, email on the show we're going to send you a dis Unplugged t-shirt and then at the end of the month we take a r- random drawing of all the emails that we read on the show that month, and we award somebody a really neat prize. We have 30 envelopes here in the studio that have a different prize in each. And uh, you could win one. All right, well, that is going to do it for the news this week. We're going to move right on into Rapid Fire. And who would like to go first?
4: Julie's, Julie's jet, lagged jet lagged. Oh, Julie doesn't want to jump to
5: it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'll go. <laughs> go ahead, Bob. Pete, uh, I, I saw an announcement. Oklahoma is going to be featured. Oklahoma. <laughs> He's on The Simpsons. <laughs> oh God. Oh, Oklahoma. Oh, Oklahoma. We got Pete to sing this time? Is, <laughs> is going to be featured at, at the Disney's uh, Food and Wine Festival this year. Which
4: I love Oklahoma.
2: The state of Oklahoma. The state
3: of Oklahoma.
2: Why Oklahoma?
3: Because they're so known for their great cuisine, cuisine. State. <laughs>
4: their Why? state's
3: history and culture. I Georgia. said the same
0: thing. Why Oklahoma?
4: That is where the wind comes
3: rushing down the it's, rain. It's, it's where the the Native American, not the Native Americans, but it's where Americans went through Oklahoma to get to the West Coast. So you we're f- focusing on a There's place me. where people transited through,
2: yeah, <laughs> and died more than likely. No
5: well, one, no one stayed. They just left. <laughs>
0: It's a it's twirl where, booth. It's, it's
3: Once the <laughs> cholera <laughs>
0: epidemic uh, passed, they learned how to cook great dinners.
3: <laughs> but it's where Route 66 goes starts. and
2: Oh, so basically it's kind of that kind of thing? That Route kind 66? of thing. Okay.
3: You know, They're the, going to the NATO's Oh <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah, you Go chose ahead. it for your rapid fire. I know. <laughs> I didn't see
4: this coming. We're going to get emails from Oklahoma.
0: <laughs> 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 the state itself is going to send us an email.
3: Exactly. Homer Simpson lives there, right? Yeah. Brilliant. But anyway, it's getting serious. Uh, they're going to be f- featuring the state's history and what's coming in the future, and talk about. They're going to have uh, displays about Native American cuisine, authentic chuck wagon food, and items from Route sixty six diners. Okay, chuck wagon reminds me of dog food. <laughs> Okay. No,
4: no, no. Where the uh, little red and white uh, no, check honestly, thing yeah. went into the cabinet. Honest right. to
3: God, I, I I was excited to, to see this come, come by because – Well, the Native I, American the Native American aspect, interests cool. me. I think that's yeah. cool. But I, the other thing is they're finally bringing some American food to that's the a very, American that's Pavilion. That's an extremely good we point. We mentioned that last year. No, that I should've. didn't even think of that, but you're absolutely right. I – Honestly, feel I, I really got excited about this announcement because they're. they're this doesn't take much, does it? No, but they finally. Oklahoma. No, they <laughs> finally found that they, the American Pavilion. I mean, they do a nice show and everything else like that, but they don't feature. No. Never. America.
0: We've no, com- they only ever featured that. beer right we've, and, we've, and we've complained about that numerous yeah. times and
3: i'm really excited about this and you know to feature they're going to have uh boots and uh, they're going to have boots into interactive activities that teaches the history and, oklahoma's boots oh god <laughs> but they're going to have uh food and beverage kiosks and and this is going to be around the american pavilion awesome and i i'm Really excited to get over there and see what they're going to do with it. And I think it's something that, you know, they should feature all 50 states.
2: Uh, yeah, I think so, too.
3: You know, they have done the Florida. Uh, uh, yes, yeah, so they you like, before, shrimp and pineapple the shrimp wine. and pineapple, which I always thought was an, a nice touch. But they're finally starting to use the America Pavilion for, for something.
0: And maybe if that's successful, if that goes well... Maybe then they'll take that stinking fast food restaurant out of there, out of the American yeah. pavilion, and put a real restaurant where it should go.
3: Right. I mean, a couple of years ago they had. Uh, well, there was a little Joan Crawford. who was almost like put
0: a window where a window ought to be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <so laughs> where did that come
3: from? But uh, uh, it's a, a couple, gay thing, Bob. Co- you wouldn't understand. A couple of years ago they had this this pottery thing. It's not you I'm mad at. It's the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> A couple of years ago, they had this pottery-making uh, exhibit over there. And I thought it was a a, a great thing to show the talents of uh, people from America. And it, it highlights that. I mean, look at all the people that come from all over the world. And the only thing they, they see from the America Pavilion is the St. show. Adams. <laughs> and the, Which and is a, a great – I mean, and, and that's and a great – And it's a great show. I'm not me, giving anything against but, it. But they have so much – I mean, I think they've realized that that court in the right side, as you look at the building can be utilized for for this type of thing and for anything I, I, as opposed to an empty space, I actually applaud them i mean the 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 exhibit's going to cost them one point two million dollars oh wow well wow. so and
2: well, if, if this it, goes over well, hopefully they'll change it every year to a different state
3: right so uh, again i'm excited
5: about it good i'm gonna do my rapid fire next. Because okay. mine kind of ties into Bob's.
3: All right.
0: Uh,
5: actually, at the American Pavilion in Epcot, there's going to be a new exhibit called National Treasures that they're moving in. And it's going to be sort of a display of Americana that represents I saw that, yeah. the, the growth of our nation. And we have. Uh, they're going to bring in the uh, microscope that George Washington Carver used um, and Thomas Edison's cylindrical phonograph and... Abraham Lincoln's actual stovepipe hats. So this sounds like, that's like cool. what we just t- talked about.
3: Wow. That I saw that report too and I have it I had it too but I'm excited about that too because they're going to trade out different things and it it gets a, a chance to showcase things and I think that's what it's all about.
5: Because let's you know that pavilion itself while the American adventure is a is a great exhibit it sort of empties into that gift shop that's lame and there's really nothing else over there. So right. well, while all right. the other countries take great pride in showing off their culture, we sort of... Yeah, I think they've
0: finally... Sort of chicken
5: fingers.
4: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. They've
0: stepped it up. Cool. Well, thank you very much, John. Thank you very much, Bob. Who would like to go next?
4: I'll go next. The Haunted Mansion, after a lengthy rehab, will be opening soon. Yay! It was time to uh, give it a good refurb. And uh, what they're a talking about. <laughs> a good reefer?
2: good reefer. It was Re-bur-ba. nice. I like how you shortened that. I can
0: hear the buh.
5: That's Kevin's word of the week, folks. Reefer. <laughs> uh, There's going to. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been following the boards? They yeah. pick out Kevin's word of the week
3: now. And- <laughs> yeah, that's right. Bob wants a word of the week, too.
4: Interventions is your word.
3: Okay. For life. <laughs> <laughs>
4: The quote is that there's going to be an increased feeling of presence and movement between guests and hosts. They've increased uh, the audio and made it digital. The ghost host is going to hop around in the stretch room and your uh, doom buggy. Your ghost there's, host. Your ghost host. There's going to be a lightning storm in the stretch room, which is going to increase the spooky atmosphere. Madeline Leota is actually going to move. Madeline on the move. She's wow. going to float around. Cool. Uh, there will be a new bride. And the storyline of the bride is going to be increased so that people actually understand what the story is. There's going to be a picture of – there's supposedly going to be pictures of all her ex-husbands and things. The most interesting news, I think, is that there's going to be passholder access days. It's going to be very, very popular when they reopen the Haunted Mansion. Everybody's going to want to see. I mean, this is classic Disney. Yeah, sure. And if you go to uh, disneyworld.com backslash pass holders, you can register. And on certain days after the the mansion reopens, there's going to be pass holder access days where people will get like a pass holder fast pass and be able to bypass the regular queue line and just skip ahead of everybody and make everybody else man.
0: Cool.
2: Yay. I'm going to <laughs> I'm gonna have
3: to register for
0: that before the podcast goes out. Cool. Well, thank you very much, Kevin. I'm going to go next. I have a couple of interesting things I, I, I saw from SeaWorld. We were talking about SeaWorld and Universal earlier. Uh, this I thought was really cool. Um, SeaWorld on their uh, on this website called learnwithshamu.com, we'll have a link in the show notes, is a site that features uh, these like short webisodes, I guess you would call them, little mm-hmm. video things about challenges parents have raising their children and how to use the techniques that SeaWorld trainers learned with training killer whales hmm. to use on training your child. Feed your kids sardines, fish. Well, no, they feed you like, them. throw them chum when they do <laughs> <laughs> something. You get a whistle.
4: Um, <laughs> hold them, hold so them under I've, till they agree to do it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we're feed. The five-minute segments uh, feature SeaWorld trainers, whales, and animation. And they provide insights on behavior and training gathered over the years, spent perfecting these training techniques for marine mammals and other animals and actually from from what I, I'd read, I looked up a couple things on the web. From what I've read, these things are actually quite hmm. quite good, and actually they work they actually work. so
2: there was a mother on the plane behind on the seat you know behind us on the plane. she could use some of those techniques on Corey <laughs>
0: <laughs> child was not
5: well behaved oh man
2: kept jumping between my seat. <laughs> <sighs> she must have said sit down sit down sit down about 50 times <laughs>
5: did you hit it on at the snout
2: I wanted to <laughs>
5: <laughs> like they're gonna do with Shamu
0: <laughs> and a couple other cause a couple other things over at, uh, at SeaWorld um, Florida residents are getting a break on a cu- price of admission into Discovery Cove um, September Florida residents can book now 100, uh, for $199 which is a saving of $80 for uh, an all-inclusive day at Discovery Cove, that includes the uh, your lunch and refreshments and the swim with the dolphins other stuff. Swim yeah. with the dolphin. Uh, swim with dolphins. <laughs> swim with the dolphins. And uh, the rate is good. The rate is good. Actually, from September fifth um, through August, or October second and November twelfth through December twentieth. And you can go to discoverycove.com to make reservations there. So, That's a good just thought deal. that was something a little different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very so,
1: different. And, uh, Mr. Martin. I'll go. The, um, the Block Party Bash, which is the same parade featured at Disney's California Adventure theme park, is coming to MGM March 2008. It's actually going to replace the uh, Stars and Motor Cars parade. So, that should be pretty cool. It's a more interactive. That's actually very it's exciting.
5: Because, I'm sorry, Mo- Stars and Motorcars is boring. Yeah. And that parade out in California is just high energy.
4: They get crazy.
2: you jumping and Color and music. And it's, yeah. it's frantic,
5: and the yeah. kids are going to love it. And them. it's yeah. also, yeah, I think that's important, too. It brings in elements of younger stuff. There's um, the rollerblading and the stuff like that. It also
3: yeah. brings in all the Pixar characters.
2: Aren't the army men in that parade, or am I wrong? Yep.
3: Yeah. You've got a lot of the Pixar characters in there.
4: The other thing they did it was kind of like a mardi Gras parade. They threw little um trinkets, little, yeah trinkets that 's what I was looking for. There were uh rubber bouncing balls and mm-hmm. just other things. It was kind of fun i the the, the only time i 've ever seen it, everybody around me loved it
1: mm-hmm. yeah. and this you know the I like that it actually stops it doesn 't just keep going it 'll go to an area it'll stop they 'll do their thing they 'll move a little bit they 'll stop they 'll do their thing again.
0: They did that with the um Remember the Magic Parade, the yeah. 25th anniversary parade?
3: It's, it's time, time to, to remember your mortgage. <laughs> I wonder what they're going to do with all the cars. eBay. eBay, the blue one. We talked about the blue car yeah, last you're week. You're obsessed with the
0: blue car, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can buy it from Maybe. All right, well, thank you, Corey. Mrs. Martin.
2: There are going to be some new additions to Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. Um, when you first enter the park now in the floral display, Mickey's going to be a huge pumpkin that lights up. There will also be uh, bigger-than-life scarecrows with pumpkin heads, and there will be different themes. And then also at Cinderella's Castle, um, there will be a statue, or actually several statues, of the characters in costume with themed pumpkins all around. And then there will be cool lighting effects that invoke different moods all throughout the night. Cool. So that should be pretty cool.
3: Very. Looking forward to yes, actually going to be going boo. to one of those. I
0: am looking, I'm just looking very forward to Halloween season this year. I just, that's my. Halloween. Halloween's one of my favorite times of the year to begin with, but especially in Orlando. I mean. That's
5: because you're gay. <laughs> it's like our Christmas Halloween. Huh? <laughs> Did you ever hear anybody say that?
0: No. <sighs> Halloween, not, for not gays. until just now. <laughs> you, you know what I'm talking wait. about, right? No. hell man. are you talking about?
5: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I knew we'd that. That's all <laughs> <our> Christmas? <laughs> What? Oh, God. Because usually we like to dress up and go crazy and stuff.
0: When was the last time you dressed up for Halloween? When was the last time you dressed up for Halloween? Why is he turning red? When was the last time I dressed up for
3: Halloween?
0: Okay. okay Cory and I dress up
2: every year. I'll make,
0: I'll, I'll, I'll make sure to have all the Christmas decorations <laughs> okay. up again this year before Halloween. Excellent.
2: Well, Peter, you do have cool Halloween stuff that you put out. Didn't you have, like, the weird hands and the feet in your Oh, grass? a couple of years ago, yeah. I yeah. put some
0: stuff out. but. No. It was on sale It was on sale at Target I bought it <laughs> So it says Christmas So that'll do it for Rapid Fire this week folks We're going to move on to our next segment this week And that we're going to talk to Mr. and Mrs. Martin About their, uh, their recent vacation I'm, I'm, I'm especially interested to hear what you think of Celebrity Cruise Lines versus, versus Disney Since they are actually you What know,
2: did we say the whole time?
1: Oh Disney would have done this Disney wouldn't have done this it, it was a very different experience. You know, overall the ship was very nice. It was it was nice. The uh, the thing the ship was missing was Disney's attention to detail. You know, from the start we walked in our stateroom. They had like burn marks all over the sinks. Um, the sink rust in our
2: bathroom. Yeah, right. and this was
1: the Celebrity Millennium. Right? Millennium, right? Um, it was a very it was. A, this is our first adult cruise. It was very formal. Um, even casual night required you wearing slacks and a dress shirt. Which we found out the last the day before we left. So we had to go out on a crazy shopping spree before we went on this cruise. And formal night requires a tuxedo for the for the men or a black suit. So and it doesn't only apply to the restaurant, it applies from after six PM through all the common areas of the ship.
2: Really? So that
1: was a very different experience. Um, the food Yeah, I'm I'm sorry, just did
0: do they enforce that?
2: We never saw them enforce it because on one formal night or informal night, we saw this guy who walked in with like basketball shorts on and a t-shirt. Wow. Which, you know, for those of us who all spend the money or the time to pack all these nice clothes and get ready and look nice, because it is fun to dress up if you don't do it all the time, mm-hmm. and then to have someone who walks in and looks like they just came in from playing on the basketball court, yeah. It's you know, if it was me, if I were the Mater D, I would say, I'm sorry, but tonight is a formal night and you'll have to go and change.
1: Well, see, the, <laughs> well, the thing is, you know, our idea of dressing up is jeans. And then, like, my, my idea, dressing up like jeans, nice jeans. You shoes, have, like, nice, nice jeans. Sh- you do not, like, talking so, ratty, I mean, nasty jeans. So we had – a lot of our nights were planned wearing jeans. Like, so we do that on the Disney Cruise a lot, and it was a, it was a big difference. The people who didn't dress up did stand out like a sore thumb. Um, there are areas you can go. You can go to the top deck. There's, like, a sushi bar every night. You can go eat there or the buffet food. So you're not, like – And
2: they have casual dining as well. You're
1: not stuck to your stateroom. See, I think
0: that I, – I think the whole form – you know, the, the, the whole – Dress code thing would have made me too uncomfortable I wouldn't have enjoyed mm. it
4: I wouldn't have either yeah
1: it, it, it was it was a nice it was a nice change the uh There were a lot of couples on this ship, not a lot of kids the The kids' area was similar to like a Mcdonald's playground mm-hmm. cool. so it, it was it was very small it's definitely not targeted towards kids um, no. they they do do a lot they have a lot of things that Disney Cruise Line doesn't have you know the casino for one
2: and library.
1: Yeah, they have a library. A uh, two-floor
2: library, which is really nice. They have
1: a florist on board mm-hmm. well, where a lot of people would go buy their boutonnieres and, and things for the night. Yeah. Uh, they also had a topless deck. Topless? Topless sunbathing.
2: <laughs> Bob perked <hurt laughs> up.
1: <laughs> yeah, on the top deck. So women, if they want to go, uh, you know, this is a European cruise. Yeah. So you can go. women can go lay out topless.
2: I thought about it, but you can actually see people up there. I mean, you know, it's kind of not really blocked off very well, so I uh, decided not to.
0: The... Um, Sure, your husband was happy about that. Well,
1: I, I, I wanted her to do it. Actually, I was like, "Just you, see, you could say you laid out topless on the cruise ship," you know? <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it was it was very open. Oh, they it, also it their private. spa
2: though it had a really nice um, salt heated pool, and it had these amazing like I, I would call them they almost were like swings. I thought the shape of them, but they're huge. But you can sit on them. And the bubbles just come up between the little poles. It's really nice and jets everywhere and salt water heated pool. Yeah. And I also had two whirlpools in there as well.
4: <laughs> I have a hard time reconciling the fact that they force you to wear a tuxedo to dinner. Let it yet allow they you to wear.
2: Force you, but allow it, you says, to lay topless it says on suggested suggested attire. So, yeah. I mean, if you didn't, they See, wouldn't to See, one of those people who doesn't have a problem
3: you. with what you're wearing. That's what they said on the topless deck? Suggested attire?
2: <laughs> no, no, no. It's for the the dress code, like, after 6 p.m. I'm oh, talking about. sorry.
1: Yeah, well, that was, a you know, the, the dress code was a big shock for us. You know, that was very different from Disney Cruise Line.
2: But it was fun because every night we took formal photos, and we never take photos, like, you know, in a studio or if something you, like that. If you
5: get in the mindset of that, we did a cruise where we decided we were going to do the tuxedo and the whole route. If you're in that mindset, that's great. I think we've changed the way we cruise so much that we want to be comfortable. So
1: It, it, it was kind of um, annoying at times. You, we would do our whole day like in Rome or Florence, and we, we didn't feel like going back to the room and Chower, showering changing. and making sure your clothes are – I just wanted to throw on shorts and yeah. go yeah. up top and relax. And, and that's like – I know if, if Walter and I
0: had been on that cruise with you, he would have been miserable. Yeah, because I, mean, I remember you mentioning to me that you would not have felt comfortable in a bathing suit walking through the ship.
1: No, absolutely not. They and also made an announcement on the cruise ship. Apparently, some lady went down to guest services in her bathrobe and they made an announcement on the cruise ship. Nobody is to walk around the common areas in their in their robes. Can you imagine <laughs> Disney doing that? Yeah, in a million years. I can't
0: imagine anybody doing it,
1: first
2: of all. also, I mean, one of the things that really annoyed me, we were at breakfast one morning, and some man had spilt cereal, like, everywhere, all underneath, like, where you walk with your tray. And as we were walking through, like, I had forgotten that that had happened. I thought it would be gone. So I'm walking along, you know, getting my breakfast. All of a sudden, crunch, crunch. I look down, and, like, there's cereal everywhere. It had been there for at least 20 minutes. No one cleaned it up.
1: Wow. That that was the that was some of the small things. Yeah, I mean, you know, it is I,
2: tiny, I, but at the same time, clean it up.
1: Yeah, overall the the ship the ship was nice. Um, you know, but when you compare it to Disney, it's it's not going to it's not going to hold up. But um, I think the highlight of the whole trip was our itinerary. Mm-hmm. The itinerary was was incredible. It was it was a 12-night Started off in Barcelona, went to Villefranche, went to Florence, Rome, Naples. Santorini, Greece, um, Athens. Athens, Dubrovnik, Croatia. How is Dubrovnik?
2: It was gorgeous.
1: It was, isn't it, I, heard, I swam
2: in the Adriatic Sea. Uh,
1: <laughs> did I tell you that, that Dubro- it, it was, Dubrovnik was incredible? That was one of the nice reports. Also, uh, Santorini, Greece was one of the nice reports. Really? That it was
0: just,
2: All the houses were white and blue. Everything's white and blue. And
1: you, went, you,
5: went to, you went to Greece. I want you to also
1: went to Pompeii? Yeah, we did see that was in our Naples. um, That was in our Naples stop. We Mm -hmm. we saw went to Sorrento. We did a shore excursion in um, Florence, Rome, and Naples. Mm -hmm. We did like the taste of Sorrento, which we went to Sorrento. Went to a farm where they did made their own wine, their cheese, and stuff like that. And then we ended. So cool. Then we ended with Pompeii, which is which was a highlight. I mean, Uh,
2: most definitely.
1: Now the the cruise you were on.
0: Um, was about, roughly, depending on stateroom and things like that, was about 20% cheaper Mm -hmm. than what Disney was charging, generally speaking, for their Mediterranean cruise. Do you think that 20% more is worth it to be on a Disney ship versus the ship you were on? That's tough. Yeah.
1: Yeah. If Disney was to, if Disney was to do the same itinerary, oh, you know, I, I really don't know the, the stateroom was substantially smaller. Um, I, I say substantially by f- by 50, 50, 50 square feet. Yeah, fifty square that feet that makes a big difference. when you're yes, talking it does. About 200. <laughs> we were pretty <laughs> <crammed>. <laughs> We were pretty crammed in there, and it was just us two. Especially when you have seven seats and four Peter, tuxes. I mean, I
2: don't want to sound like a snob or anything, but I'd say twenty paying twenty percent more is worth it. Just because to be you know Disney. the food was hit or miss some nights, you know, it wasn't no, it was always hit, miss, miss, hit, it wasn't miss, always miss, miss. great. Really? Mm-mm. Well,
0: Corey even mentioned that he had to send back a few steaks. Yeah, they yeah. weren't cooked, and properly. that never
2: happened on the Disney show. No. Never. No, I never Disney, had a bad meal.
0: Disney got there. I mean, well, it used to be. I mean, back in the you know in the beginning, especially in the seven night cruise, the food they served on Disney was just absurd. It was horrible, and they fixed that though. They they did a great job, I thought, fixing it. And I always wondered how Disney food
2: compare. would compare
0: on another high-end cruise line. And when we talk about high-end cruise lines, you're talking about Quinard, Crystal, uh, uh, Celebrity, and Seabourn, I think is another. Seabourn Cruises are another uh, top-tier cruise. And, of course, Disney. So to compare like a, the Disney ship to Royal Caribbean, which I've done, John and Kevin have done, is not a fair comparison because it's really not the same class of service. This I the thought The class would, of
2: service Was excellent For sure This
0: was definitely So let me ask you About that a little bit this, From a service standpoint Compared to Disney Equal Better Worse
1: I would say almost equal Yeah Really Yeah We, I mean, had,
2: great, it, we had a great server And drink server They yeah, were really it, nice it's,
1: The servers weren't the problem It was the food That came out right. with it How about your Like your stateroom host
2: Oh he um, was great Alan What's know, his name you, <laughs> The only
1: thing I missed Was the towel animals
2: Yeah
1: Yeah <laughs> We got chocolates and stuff. It was the little touches like that. You towel
0: yeah. animals and the extra fifty square feet,
1: yeah, right. stateroom. I'm actually surprised they didn't
5: do towel animal. That's kind of industry standard now. That's Almost what everybody, I, I kind everybody of does thought it. The same thing. So that's kind of a yeah. We've got them on Royal Caribbean yeah. just about every night. But, I'm really surprised to hear though that you're saying the quality of your accommodations weren't that good. Celebrity is supposed to be known for their
1: well, you know, it, it wasn't. It wasn't just us either. We we mm-hmm. talked to a lot of people on the cruise that um say that were saying the same thing about the food. A lot of people had the same um,
2: same problems in the bathroom. In the, and yeah. one couple we talked to, the mirror on their wall was hanging off the wall when they got into their room. Wow. And I'm like, what? I'm I like, that shouldn't have how been. How does a
0: stateroom host that's turning
1: over a room not see that yeah. do something about it? Well, one, one thing about this cruise is that it was just in dry dock. Um, in April? The, no, in April. And also, um, I think it was April. I'm not sure about that. But I know when they were in uh, in France, they the propeller, they hit a rock. So they had to cancel two of the cruises before us, and it came back into service for our cruise. So they had time to fix. They up. had a lot of time to, mm-hmm. to fix certain things. You know, you don't bring something in dry dock yeah. and just fix a propeller. You, you kind of change up more.
2: I also missed the bathtub because in the Disney state Rooms we always, you know, it has like a, It's a tiny tub, but I can use it.
0: Well, <laughs> no, you're a tiny woman. <laughs> you're a fetus.
2: Um, so I could never sit down, and I told Corey, "I'm like, I just want to take a bath." <laughs>
1: But I know a lot of people are going to hate when I say this, but their version of Palo was better. It was. The the Olympic restaurant. Really? Yes. It was. The
2: service was was just, I mean...
1: It, it was something else Something
2: we'd never Experienced the, before
1: The paneling they had On the walls Came from the sister ship Of the, of the Titanic
2: you so had different servers For different things yeah, you had We had a cheese like, server like six wine, six a wine, a six For the night You know you Everybody well,
1: needs a cheese server really. <laughs>
0: I have that in my house I have and six different servers They right? served me my dinner
1: they did a lobster, lobster yeah. You did for mm-hmm. me oh, and Sure Bob I gotta touch One more thing about the ship Their entertainment Does not compare To the Disney Cruise Line It's like
2: ghetto Broadway Oh really
5: I'll say this, though. We've seen that on other ships on Royal Caribbean as well. I didn't think that the entertainment on the Royal well, Caribbean ship was anywhere near a Disney The show
2: too. that we saw. But the com- the Irish comedian, he, he was, was funny. funny yeah. um, the show that we chose to see was supposed to be like their spectacular, and it was called Fantasy S-E-A. Oh, you of- know, so I'm expecting like all this underwater type stuff and like really, you know, like mermaids and shells and stuff. And like, okay, it starts off with this little girl in a bed. Okay. So she's having a dream. So obviously. you compare it
1: to Disney dreams. Right. right. But Art. then
2: it goes into these weird things that I'm just like, what in the heck does this have to do with it?
1: It was, it was singing and dancing with no storyline. And-
2: At one point there were these acrobats that, I mean, they were good, but it, I don't understand it, what the plot is it one of these what? things
1: where they just throw in all this
2: yeah. weird yes. stuff like yeah. they try to be were, Cirque du
5: Soleil but, but they're they were not. trying to like yeah. change
2: costumes and stuff they would flash these scenes on the screen with like cartoon Jimi hendrix and elton john and like uh janice joplin i'm like were okay. like it was done in powerpoint it
1: was oh, <laughs> oh and then no. there was a scene where they showed the
2: girl and like in bed knobs and broomsticks you know where they ride the bed it was that kind of technology
1: Oh, boy. The, 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 oh. I had, there was an older lady next to me, and she was sleeping, but... <laughs>
2: <laughs> Corey said, that says it all. <laughs> but the itinerary
1: was amazing. Um, I don't, don't want to go into too much yeah. detail about the itinerary, but we saw some amazing things. And overall, the ship was nice, yeah. but... Yeah, we
2: did have a great time.
1: It's it's tough to compare it to Disney.
2: That's well, what I told we, him. It's too tough.
0: Well, we are thrilled to have the both of you back. Glad to be It back is here. just never the same.
1: We're a little jet-lagged right now. I'm
0: but. sure you are. I'm sure you are. <laughs> well, welcome back, and... Uh, You're never allowed to go on vacation again. (laughs) All right, we're going to move on. And Bob Varley has a Send Bob to the Park segment. You went and did the backstage safari over at Animal
3: Kingdom. Yes, Animal Kingdom backstage tour. And And how was it? Peter, I am so glad I got sent to do this. It was an amazing backstage tour. Really? It was. Uh, Prices for the tour, it's $65 for the tour, and it... uh, but you can get discounts, uh, Disney Visa, if you use that, you get a 20% discount. So it came out to $52, which is what I paid. It's not bad. No. And if you have an AP or a AAA, it's uh, 15%, which is about fifty-six twenty-five. So uh, 25 it, So it's well worth the money. It really is. It starts, you have to meet at the, the front gate on the left side. Right at eight fifteen, and it starts at eight thirty. How long it, does it go for? It goes to eleven thirty, twelve o'clock. That's a nice. It actually, the tour depends on you, which is one of the things I want to highlight. When you go on the backstage tour, before you go, what I suggest people to do is to write down in a notebook questions. That you want to have answered during your tour, okay? Things that you want to know about. Say, if you want to know about elephants, you you write down questions, or say you want to know anything about animal kingdom. That, okay, okay.
0: So anything about the animals? Anything about the park?
3: Anything about the park? This is your opportunity. You're you're on a backstage tour. You will not get a on stage answer on the backstage tour you will actually get the answer like if you go okay Give me let, an example. let me example of that is you're on the safari and uh, Kilimanjaro safari and somebody asks how many elephants are on the the safari and they'll say oh there's many elephants okay backstage tour how many elephants there's Total of twelve ele- elephants, three, three males and nine females. I think I—that's the right thing. But they have the largest herd for a a zoo. Oh, really? Anywhere? It's not a zoo. probably But so you're going to get those type of answers. You're—they're going to tell you things, and you won't get a a Disney response. That's what I meant by that.
0: They'll give you an actual answer the instead actual of the answer, Disneyfied answer, right?
3: Here. So, and and that's really good. Uh, one of the things I did was um, when I signed up for the tour, I mentioned to him that I was going to have an EVC vehicle uh, with me, and uh, because I've done one of these tours before, and there was a lot of walking involved on the last tour I did, mm-hmm. and uh, so. We started at 8.30, and they actually – this tour, they had two buses waiting for us behind stage that we went to, and they actually had a a bus that handled the electric Mm cart. So we put it on there, and at the first stop, I I realized that they were busing us around to these different places backstage – Rather than making us walk, so we ended up leaving the uh, the electric cot on on the bus for the whole time, and I ended up walking to the different things because they it was a lot different than the last time I went. Oh, really? So it was the air conditioned, and they they really did a good job of keeping us trying to keep us comfortable. Number one, number two, keeping us hydrated. They they. Made a stop for water and stuff, which was really did, good. Did they
0: provide the water?
3: They provided the water, and they also had uh, energy bars and snacks and things. Hmm. Uh, when we went in near the uh, nutrition center, so they have a place where they took us in, and uh, they actually brought a snake into the room and showed the snake, talked about the snake, and talked about environment. <laughs> yeah. I would have been on the other side. Of it. Well. Th- th- and what they did was they kept the snake up front and uh, allowed people, those that wanted to go up and touch the snake, could do that. And they talked about which snakes are good snakes and which snakes are poisonous and and things like that. And they they really pushed the um, environment, which is the big thing at Animal Kingdom. And uh, so they took us. The first place they took us was to the area where the uh, the elephants are backstage which you can see from the train ride and the white rhino pen.
2: ooh i like that
3: and this was really cool we went over to the white rhino pen and they had a, a thing of food to to feed the white rhino and the the white rhino actually came to the the bars and was feeding and they allowed us to actually touch a white rhino. Wow. wow. that's cool. It was so cool. And, you know, the white rhino has skin that's about an inch thick.
2: What did it feel like?
3: It felt like a bristle brush or something. It was really rough. Uh, but you could tell that it, it, the skin was real thick. And then the, the, uh, they talked about the, the horn that the white rhino has. And uh, poachers. hmm that's the the thing that the poachers are after is just the the horn because it's valuable.
0: Yeah, and well, I know it's it, also used in a lot of uh, like Chinese, uh, ch- you know, uh, medicines. herbal medicines and things right. like that. So
3: they talked about. I mean, they they're killing the white rhinos just for that. And right. That's it, and then there's nothing else happening to it. So they talked a lot during the backstage tour about poaching. Uh, like for the elephants, for the tusks and the, the white rhinos and, and the other animals. It's a very uh, real problem. It, it's a serious problem and they they feel uh, that the lowland gorilla, I believe it, I'm not sure if it's the
4: lowland gorilla or the mountain gorilla, will probably become extinct in the, next the gorilla, of, yeah. in the next
3: couple of years because of poaching. So, when we were at the white rhino pen the, the, the uh, keeper came out and explained different stuff and and spent time with us. And this is where if you have questions, you know, that's what makes your trip. That's what makes your tour is the questions that the people ask. I mean, you can go by and everyone can sit there on their hands and say nothing or ask questions. And the tour can be a bore. Go and ask questions. I have to emphasize that because each tour is different depending on – The Pearson and the I I forget the the gentleman's name, but my tour guide was so knowledgeable.
0: How long did you actually spend on the Safari portion itself of the the four hours that you were doing this? The Safari ride? Yeah.
3: It's the amount of time that an actual Safari ride Oh, they
0: didn't actually stop and and let you
3: no, it's an actual, what what they do on the safari ride is... Oh, that's a shame.
0: I was thinking it was going to be like the one we took
3: last year. Right. Well, that's uh, uh, before the, the morning one or some sunrise one well, no, well, when no the, one else is out there.
0: Well, the sun, no, the sunrise safari is uh, only available, I think, to Animal Kingdom Lodge concierge guests. Right. And then all Disney concierge guests, there's a different backstage safari tour that we took mm-hmm. last year, and that... They actually stop and you can, you know, it took, uh, we were there for a couple right. of hours. But so you just basically did a regular safari. We
3: did a safari tour with the audio off. Okay. And what had happened during the, uh, that part of it was they'll explain how they keep the animals out. And, you know, when we went backstage, they said, okay, this area here is where the giraffes enter the safari. So you get to see where they are, and then when you're on the safari, they'll say, okay, this is where we showed you backstage where they come out. And like the elephants, there's a gate, and in the afternoon, there's a there's a special sound that each animal has to be called back to their, their stalls at night. And they showed you where the gate is, and they said, well, most of the elephants in the afternoon, they've had enough of the people, and they just they'll stand by the gate waiting. For, you know, <laughs> like it's, like a, it's like it's like they go back out. and
4: take a nap. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh no, it's when it's no, feeding time.
3: When it's feeding time, and you're going to start with me on the naps, aren't no. you? Anyway, uh,
0: yeah, got a pen and paper.
3: So it's like rush hour at night mm-hmm. when they when they ring the bell or whatever it is don't get in the way of the elephants okay kind of like when we call you for dinner exactly then after we left the white rhino we went over to the elephants and they talked about the elephants and how good a thing they're doing with actually having get raising elephants and having babies born so successful breeding that too Uh, (laughs) they've had Five elephants, I I believe it's five uh, baby elephants born. And uh, so uh, the herd is, like I said before, is the largest. And here's an interesting fact. Each elephant eats about 300 pounds of food a day. That's what I was told. Okay. But I ate a lot. Well, here's the problem. You put 300 pounds in, on the other end... You get 150 pounds of poop.
0: Well, yeah, welcome to our, our fecal reference for this week.
1: <laughs>
3: They're up to their necks in poop.
1: <laughs>
3: okay. And actually, they, they actually recycle it and, and they use it for fertilizer. I mean, they got a lot of poop all over the place.
0: Man, I feel sorry for the, whoever's job that is. Yeah.
3: Go out in the savannah and uh, shovel up all the elephant poop, <laughs> throw well, it had, the recycler. They had a, a truck that had a recycle bin uh, come in and take poop away while we were there. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Uh, <laughs> Any job that involves poop? That was good. So, <laughs> so, uh, Did another, you get pictures of the poop being hauled away? No pictures in the backstage. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. I, that. I was only able to take – I took some video on the actual tour uh, for the safari. We went to the nutrition center. And each animal has a diet, specific diet for the animal, and they showed us how they prepare the food, and you know animals that eat mice, they have, they actually have a, a thing where they bring them in frozen. And then the they, mice are frozen. The mice are frozen. Mycicles. They control. Mycicles. They, <laughs> they control, They're very strict on controlling the, the diet. Eating uh, Mickey bars, yeah. right? <laughs> putting the ice in mice. But they're very strict. And you gonna hold go. them by the tail. Oh, Gross. <laughs> Okay.
0: So animals that eat raw meat they, and do stuff. They, do they put like
3: little uh, little outfits on the mice to make them look like Mickey? They all have little no like Mickey has. Yes, they were very let me I'm not sure they, they even called them mice when we were on the tour. They made specific thing that they weren't A mouse. A mouse. They were rats. They were rodents. Rodents.
0: Uh, so I was gonna say okay. they probably called them rodents. So
3: and they made a specific thing about it's not a mouse. It's, you know. it's not Mickey Mouse. It's Ricky Rat. Yeah. <laughs> so they had this plate, and they showed all the different uh, non-mice, non-mice that, <laughs> that they were preparing. <laughs> so they'd, they'll put these in, in containers, and they do these the day before and prepare the next day's meal. So, so that they're bars.
2: defrosted or no?
3: Well, that's they they frozen and they had a lot of uh, like smelts and fish for, uh, for some of the animals. And they they were weighing everything out and then they put vitamins in with it because when you freeze, like if you freeze fish, it loses all the vitamins. So mm-hmm. they have to. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. And so they have to put vitamins in. With that to supplement, boy, they give you a lot of information on the. It's uh, it is, but some of that information, him him? I, I I, was asking the questions, so, like I said, your tour, you, control your tour, mm-hmm. so if there are specific animals that
0: are on the safari that are you know in animal kingdom that you have, you know, questions about, it's a good thing to do that research before you go right
3: and, and get some questions for you. Here's one thing that now. I've always assumed that when I go on Disney property, I don't see a lot of mosquitoes and, and you know, the biting things at, at night. Vampires? Biting things yeah. at <laughs> night. Okay, mostly mosquitoes. But I, you don't see a lot of those. Do you ever wonder what it's like to be in
0: his brain?
5: <laughs> I picture cobwebs. Honest, this is, this is really good. And a maze
3: is <laughs> what I picture. <laughs> I always thought they did a lot of spraying to control the mosquitoes on Disney property because mm-hmm. it, outside of there, there's a lot of mosquitoes. They do very little mosquito spraying. What they do is they there's a certain bird that if you if you're over in Epcot, look up and you'll see it looks like a, a round gourd with a long neck on it, and they're they're actually birdhouses for these birds, and. That's one of the ways that they eat mosquitoes. Hmm. The other ones that eat mosquitoes, uh, bats eat mosquitoes too. Frogs, bats, bots, bots. I,
2: said, I know, but frogs do too.
3: Frogs, okay, frogs. I didn't see many frogs, but <laughs> but they're looking have, up. And if you go in the backstage it's area, It's hard to get them in those little houses. Oh, God, <laughs> if you go in the backstage area and like in Epcot, if you look for these houses. For these birds, and that's how they control most of their mosquitoes is through
0: natural natural predators, yeah.
3: And they're not doing a lot of spraying, so that was something that really well, that, well, surprised, it, surprised me.
0: It's o- something over the years that Disney has gotten a lot of uh, a lot of accolades for is the is the pest control they do mm-hmm. using uh, natural natural predators, ladybug release, right? Things like that to help control that. So that's and that's pretty cool. Uh,
3: that that's one of the points. So. We went to the nutrition center. We saw all that. They explained that. Then we went over, and they were actually – when you go to Rikiki's
0: uh, – Rafiki.
2: Rafiki. <laughs> <laughs> Rafiki. There you go. Uh, She's anyway,
0: you know, if, John, if you
3: take the train – Is there a medication we can give you? I don't know. Anyway, if you take the train to the that area uh, – I'm going to start crushing something up in his drinks. We actually got to go backstage where they have the surgery and the operating rooms. And there was actually an operation going on while we were there on something. It looked like a a cheater or something like that. Really? A cheater? Cheater. Someone (laughs) someone who reused their (laughs) mugs. I was being operated on.
5: (laughs) No, they.
4: <laughs>
5: Is that a show, cheaters?
0: Yeah, <laughs> here, cheater, cheater.
2: <laughs> Sorry,
3: Bob. Oh, oh just another trade record. But they, the animal was. Repeat after me,
0: cheat, cheat. cheat. Ah, <laughs> cheat. There's no R. Cheater, cheater. <laughs> cheater.
3: <laughs> okay, they were doing some surgery, and they had the anesthesia mask. On the, the animal and they were you know they, they explained are how they they have like a, two times a year they come in and they do uh, uh, they check all the animals out and so so this one was going through a procedure, which was really good. Uh, I recommend this to everybody. If you can do it, it's well worth the money. Uh, they, they did a good job. If, if I needed to be going in and out of the thing with the the electric cart, they were prepared to do that. I just happened to feel that I could walk. the. But sometimes during the year they do do the walking and they don't do the pass. So if you want to do that, Make sure you tell them ahead of time so they can prepare for you.
0: Now, also these are—you um, have to be 16 years of age or older, am I correct? To do yeah. this tour. Yeah. So this is not for uh, this is not for younger kids.
3: So, uh, which I,
0: I don't understand why. I think I thought this would be you know something well, that would be good for you, you, for kids. Any backstage
5: tour, there's always that fear that they're going to see something that's going to take away from the magic, so they don't want to ruin frozen rats.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, not cheaters only
0: that, but <laughs> on. adulterers being operated on. <laughs>
3: you have to, you have to have kids that oh, aren't going to, aren't going to, all of a sudden go next to the white rhino and right. not do what we're telling them to do. But
0: I just think this would be a, you know,
2: I understand. What this I'm would saying. be a
0: great, this would be a great educational, if nothing else, and mm-hmm. entertaining and educational tour for I would, you know, a younger, a younger kid,
3: but. Well they were doing a school tour too uh not with us, but i there was another tour that was there, but they were you know on a tour group type thing so uh I just highly recommend it you know I sounds got fun. on it the on the really on the safari i actually we were within five feet of a giraffe, which I've never seen the giraffes uh that up close Uh, it just we hit it that day but i never got that close to him before
2: they're a beautiful animal aren't they
3: unbelievable and you know they they on the safari they show you everything and uh talk to you about okay this animal is controlled here it doesn't get over to the lions and the lions don't eat the giraffe and they control them so highly recommend it great
0: well thank you very much bob that was a great report on the Backstage Safari at Animal Kingdom. If you have any suggestions about uh, where you would like Bob to go for upcoming Send Bob to the Park segments, all you need to do, send us an email, podcast at www.info.com. All right, we're going to move on to our next segment. There have been a lot of changes in the last week at Disney with the release of 2008 packages and changes to the Disney dining plan. Uh, So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about those changes and... That stuff, uh, John. You want to address some of this?
5: I do. Well, we had, like you said, we had a really busy, actually, weekend. Uh, Disney released, as you know, the ticket price increase and opened up 2008 bookings. So uh, it was sort of a, a frantic weekend for us to get all that information up and get our sites ready to take care of that stuff. And we have all the information on the new packages for 2008 up on the site. And I wanted to highlight what some of the the key differences were. Not a lot of difference to the individual package components between last year and this year. Pretty much everything is the same. A little tweaking and adjusting with some of the extras you get. Um, big. The big, big news is uh, the dining plan. Uh, the package with dining plan, as we suspected, big change in that. Uh, first and foremost, it actually went down in price. It went a- down a dollar. Really? Yep. It's thirty seven ninety nine per adult per night of your stay. Nine ninety nine. Per child for night of your stay, so that's actually a nice little thing. However, they did take away some things. Uh, as we were rumored and suspected, they have done away with the gratuity. Right, the gratuity is no longer included in the dining plan, so now you have to tip on top of your bill when you when you order your meal. And the second thing is, is they've done away with the appetizer for the dinner. <laughs> Or for the one meal, God forbid it actually
0: be a value. Right, the exactly. table
5: service credit. The table service credit now, you can no longer have an appetizer with that. Um, we're getting into that realm of: is this now financially a good thing? Is this does this make sense anymore, or
0: is it? Because you make sense. just took off two fairly important aspects of any sit down meal: your appetizer mm-hmm. and your tip.
4: Right. Well, one of the things that people loved about the the dining plan was that you really didn't have to carry money as far as food was concerned. You just didn't have to have any cash to tip. And now... Now you do. Right. And or has, you have to put it on... I, I understand you can put it on your key to the world card.
5: And that raises a good point, too. Now. now you've got this sort of separate thing you've got to do. You've got to somehow come up with either cash or a charge card or something to ca- cover the tip. And, you know, how do you base your tip now because you're paid on this one price per day... Are you gonna go through the through yeah. the menu and tip on what the prices yeah, are?
1: Yeah, are they gonna give you what the what your meal was worth if you had paid so you can tip on that? Yeah.
0: That's you a good know, question.
4: All sort of suspect. Uh, well there was a great deal of discussion about whether or not service had gone down at the restaurants because the gratuity was already included. Did
0: servers have to work as hard? Uh, I think that was a good question.
3: Yeah, I I agree. I mean, if you're a server and you know you're getting a gratuity, you're not working it. Well, the, the example
4: right. that everybody uses is the Hoop-Dee-Doo Review. That's always included in your included your gratuity. Yep. And if you've ever been to the Hoop-Dee-Doo Review,
3: those people work. Yeah, I'm going there tonight.
5: The second big change yeah. is that they've added a completely new package, and it's called the Magic Your Way Plus Deluxe Dining. And this is a package that offers you three meals a day at the participating restaurants. Just a step back, we have the list of all the participating restaurants on the site. And as they did last year, it's not a complete list. So don't look at that list and say, oh, they've done away with a lot of restaurants. It takes them a little time to finalize that
0: list. Also, links to all of this information can be found on our show notes page just to make sure that everybody knows that. You don't have to go hunting for this stuff.
5: So the deluxe dining plan is a is a big change. It's something completely new. And what that does, it gives you those three meals a day. The price for thats nine ninety nine. Per adult per night, and 19.99 per child per night. Um, and instead of having now, you know, having to sort of juggle what you're going to do for your sit-down meal, you get three sit-down meals. Plus, you've also got a couple of snack options in there as well. That's going to appeal to people who come and sort of enjoy
4: the parks. In a more leisurely way. If you're going commando, that's going to chew up a lot of your time. You what, I,
5: what I think they're trying to do is I think they're trying to get that cruise feel into the parks. The I don't have to worry about anything sort of atmosphere you have on the cruise. But
4: well, that doesn't include your gratuity either. Correct.
3: And just to add to that, I think if you're going to do that plan, you need to not be doing the parks. And, because you're spending most of your time in a restaurant. I mean, three
0: yeah, times I'm not 100% a sure why, what, what's different about this deluxe
3: plan. Why is it worth more?
4: Because on the regular plan, you get one table service credit yeah, per day. this dad. one, you get three. This, this yes. you have
3: three. But you're going to spend a whole heck of a lot of time in restaurants all day long. You have breakfast, say you do an hour for breakfast, and then at lunchtime, you do another hour or hour and a half, and then at dinner time, two hours. Right. That's four to four. Five hours a day, you're doing... Well, but doing... If,
0: you're, if, if you are the type that, you know, you've been to Disney World 340 times, and it's more about a leisurely experience and enjoying your meals and things like that, That's yeah, you know... Yeah, no, I agree. Now, now, I'm assuming that that will include an appetizer?
5: Uh, well, what it says, for the table service restaurants, you get the full buffet and non-alcoholic beverage or appetizer, entree, non-alcoholic beverage, and dessert, So, except for breakfast. So... Yes, this one has your
1: appetizer,
3: but it doesn't include the gratuity. So,
1: yeah, that's tough to eat at three table services. It's
3: it's really tough. And if if you're thinking about touring parks, it's I wonder what
0: percentage of the bill Disney was including with as the gratuity.
5: That was also a topic of conversation as well, is that what were the servers actually getting? Were they getting a 15% gratuity? Were they getting less than that? So, I think it's 18
3: or maybe 18. But yeah. what
5: were they building into that dining plan price You know, of that $39 last year? How much of that was going to the servers? Well,
0: th- th- there may be an obvious answer for this that I'm just missing. But do you know why is it that whenever you sit down at a restaurant, they ask you as soon as you sit down if you're on the dining plan or not? Does anything change, really?
5: I just think it's how they have to ring it up. I think they need to be prepared for how they're going
3: to ring up. Well, I, you know,
0: I was always wondering if it wasn't because I have to know how much service I need to give you. Well, I also exactly. Th- I, th-
3: I agree, Peter. I absolutely That's agree. how I
0: felt. It's like, are you giving me a different menu if I say yes? No, you're not. So what exactly? I don't, I
5: don't really think it's that. I really think mm-hmm. it has to do with uh, how they have to ring it up and also how they have to steer you towards the menu this is what you're allowed to choose from, and this is how you're allowed to order. I mean, you know, we can go into... There's a whole other conversation. We've had really bad service and really great service, so I don't think it's... I don't it's think a little suspect. I think it's a little both. I don't, I don't think service has to do with it, but if it does, I'd be not happy.
0: Well, it wouldn't
5: would surprise think. me. The uh, next big change to the packages is there is a now wine and dine package. It's, it's an add-on to any of the packages that have dining. The regular dining package, the Deluxe dining package, the premium and the platinum packages. You can add wine and dine and it gives you one bottle of wine per night of your trip and it's thirty nine ninety nine. and this is a, one that kind of sort of makes you think.
0: Yeah. How, yeah. You know, how often do you spend $40 on a bottle of wine regularly? I mean... At Disney, you can and do well it. Well, I mean, at Disney, I'm just saying normally, if you're at home, I mean, what do you normally you spend on don't go
2: buy a $40 bottle of wine for a night at home. It sounds like the cruise <laughs> line. You know? They're
3: bringing the cruise line.
2: You might, but most people wouldn't. I mean, they have, that's what I'm saying. I'm just yeah. saying, though,
0: that, you know, I don't think.
2: I think average would be between 15 and 20
0: Then again, forty a $40 bottle of wine at Disney is, you know, the same as uh, a, a $16 <laughs> bottle of wine exactly. you're going to buy. It. Right. But there's
4: also some regulations that go along right. with that. If you don't finish your bottle of wine, you
5: can't take it with you. You can't save it for the next night.
4: It's not
1: like the cruise. It doesn't follow you.
5: They also have a very strict rule about you cannot share your bottle of wine outside of your party. So if you, let's say, you made friends with someone and you wanted them to join you, they're not going to let you. Oh,
0: you you know what? (laughs) If I paid for a bottle of wine, I'll share it with whoever they want to share it with. the other thing is... Let them try it. Let them try that.
4: If you've purchased the wine package for every day... And you decide that you don't want your bottle of wine, you can't say, "Let this table have my bottle
0: of
5: wine tonight." Right? You just lose it.
1: Uh, it's going to be interesting sure to see how, now. how no. this goes.
0: Yes, there'll be yeah. more news you know on this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah i ta- Yeah, we haven't heard the last <laughs> yeah. of this. Package.
3: <laughs> we <laughs> haven't heard the last of yeah. this. This package neither, is has, coming uh, back.
0: neither has guest services. I think guest services probably ought to start working on their spiel now of what they're going to say to people as yeah. they walk in with you know bottles of wine they're ready to crack over somebody's head. <laughs> you know, so. That's uh, you know uh, he, 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 here again here you know this is I'm, I'm sorry, it just it some of these policies reek of contempt that not only we know you're going to come, we know you're going to spend whatever it is we charge, so we just don't care with little stuff like this, that's the message they send, and until they get it through their thick heads that charging this kind of money means you have to give better service to us than this then this company is a fraction of what it used to be.
2: You know, when, you, a pay fraction for se- of when what you pay for something, you own it.
0: That's right. Don't tell me what I'm allowed to do you with know- a bottle of wine. You're going to charge $40 for one of your crappy bottles of wine and then tell me I can't share it with somebody?
5: <laughs> well, the other thing, too, is there's no list of what wines you can choose from. You can go to the a Disney restaurant and get a $2,000 bottle of wine. So I assume there's going to be this strict yeah. list of, you know, you can have anything with a screw top. Basically.
3: Yeah. I'm going to bring out uh, Franzia. Boone's Farm. Boone's Farm. I Fox, yeah. say that too.
5: Everyone's going to get that Ratatouille wine that they can't sell. <laughs> That they made it can't sell yeah. now. Um,
4: There's a, a bigger
5: change. Right. Um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You were talking about Cruise Line? I was. I don't really consider this a bigger change. It's just another addition. But it's basically now you can add the dining plan to the land portion of a land sea cruise.
4: This has been a very popular request, though,
5: and we've always yeah. had to tell people no. So, in to, to cruise line fans, it's a huge change. Mm-hmm. Right. So now you have the option of with your land sea cruise, you can add the dining plan to the land portion. However many nights you're going to be on the land, and that's uh, the thirty seven ninety nine per adult per night and nine ninety nine per child per night, and um, Important in that it's um,
3: no appetizers included.
5: No, you can't add the dining plan to pre- and post-night stays on a cruise only. That's what I was going to add, is that this is only for the land portion that you purchase with a Land Sea Cruise.
4: Right. If you decide to do the pre- and post-night cruise nights
5: that Disney Cruise Line offers, you can't add dining plans to
4: those.
3: And this doesn't take effect till two thousand eight.
5: Correct. All of the things I'm talking about today are two thousand eight packages and two thousand eight options. Um, we're trying to get some information. It's unclear whether or not you can add the wine and dine to the land portion of a land sea cruise with the dining package.
0: Because this crap wasn't already confusing <laughs> enough, enough, right? right? Yeah. Between the PhD that you need for, to figure out what ticket you want, and calculator,
3: now calculator for the
5: tip. It's Disney's Confusion Your Way plan. And not only that, but
4: now you have to make your reservations 180 days in advance. So six months from now, where do you want to eat, Pete?
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
5: And you don't know what the park hours are, and you don't know what's going to be going on. So while there's some things that we're excited about, that there's good stuff, other stuff seems a little crazed, uh, we do have the rack rates for uh, 2008 for resort rooms. And we know one of the big changes for 2008 is Disney is now charging you based on the per night of your reservation so if your rate goes up for a weekend or or goes between two seasons you can now you're gonna pay per night which is just kind of keeping in line with a lot of what other hotels do yeah uh, there's about a three to six percent increase in the rack rates between this year and next year so across the board we're seeing an increase in price well
0: and you know like I said you know there's a depart- there's got to be a department somewhere who looks at stuff and goes oh yeah we can scroll with that yeah. You know, where we used to, you know, whatever the whatever the price of the room was on the first night of your stay for the duration of your trip, that was the price of your room. Now we're going to day by day yielding. Um, you know, again, there's somebody sitting in a room somewhere, oh yeah, you know, we can make more money doing that. And it's you know,
5: almost as if they follow the boards and they go, "Oh, look how someone got around that." Yeah, I'm, me, um, i
0: I don't think it's like that. I think it is that. I actually, think it's exactly what they do. Our boards, other boards, let's say in just us. But you know, with any of the Disney discussion boards, I'm telling you, I guarantee you, they go through them and they go, "Oh, we got to close that loophole. Right. We got to close that loophole."
3: I think the daily yield is going to uh, add to the it's the Magical Express. I think that's what they they're trying to oh, I think all of this. For I think
0: multiple multiple ticket increases. Uh, you know, of course, the yeah, hotel all- rooms go up anywhere from two to five percent a year as well. So you took you know, your vacation just got. You know, probably about 10% more expensive, depending on...
4: I'm going to make a prediction. Go ahead. I'm going to make a prediction that in the near future, Disney's going to insist on a credit card hold on all reservations. For dining? Dining
5: reservations. A non-refundable I, I I non, is what we're going to go
4: Not to. even a non-refundable. I think they're going to insist that you come up with a credit card hold for every reservation you
1: book. For so no-show, no-call, no show, no call, no And shows? people
4: booking double ADRs because mm-hmm. of the fact that they have to do it Six months out, people are booking double ADRs it, just so they do, they have a choice. Right. I think what you're going to do is that's going to force people, especially if these dining plans are as popular as they can be. It's going to force people. They're going to either do a, a refundable deposit or they're going to do a credit card hold.
5: I have a different prediction. I think next year's uh, packages we're going to see completely different. I think this is one of those things where now Disney has changed it to a point where it's become almost ridiculous. Now you're going to see them go to something completely different for the following year, what they always do.
0: Well, it's, uh, it's interesting to see. I'm very interested to see how some of this plays out over the course of the next several weeks, especially this uh, wine and dine package. That sounds like it's going to be real interesting, a real interesting experience for guest services. All right. Well, thank you, John. Appreciate the information. And that's going to do it for us this week, folks. We hope you enjoyed our show this week, and we'll be back with you again next Tuesday with another edition of the Diz Unplug Roundtable. You have a great week.